TD, Info Joe, Teal Nation, Strut Nation. Welcome to 54 minutes of the Aloha means goodbye. Teal birds will fly. Hawaii, all the way. Yes, we know the way to San Jose. After a win, it's mahalo. Suit up, it's time to go. A win is sublime. It's Ohana time. Landed on the shore and it's time to play. On the beach, Joe can stroll. Hawaii Bowl. TD gets attacked by trolls. Stop the Spartan roll. And I don't speak Espanol. 234 Hut, you're listening to The Strut. Tonight's episode title brought to you by the Alumni Association is No Way Jose. No Way Jose. <laughs> Joe, right now, in, I'm in Somerville, TD, you're in Conway, so I feel closest to you tonight, TD, of, of everybody on the team. Right now, TD, I have 35 degrees in Somerville. What's it like in Conway? 32, clearing skies. I'm inside the man cave. Uh, I'm inside the Teal Command Center here uh, that my wife lets me have as Santa Claus goes by on the top of the tree here. But Joe, by all means, enlighten us in the challenging situation that you're currently in at the bar of the hotel with Diamond Head behind you. <laughs> Boys, this is tough duty, but uh, some, somebody's got to do it, right? You know, we are here on Oahu, here in Honolulu, Waikiki. It is about 70-ish or so right now. The trade wind's blowing. It's about 345 in the afternoon. Diamond head back over here. Got the Pacific Ocean behind me. Not sure how well you can see it, but, man, it's, it's tough duty. It's tough duty, but, uh, hey, somebody's got to do it. We're at the Sheraton, Waikiki. It's been a great stop here, great stay for us. The last couple of days, of course, we'll be here through the bowl game. Through we, uh, through, uh, on Saturday, when we play the bowl game, we'll be here until then. And still a lot of great things the team's doing. But, uh, man, it's tough. It's tough duty. <laughs> Enjoyed every minute of it so far. Well, I'll tell you something. We, we, tried to, we tried to do our best Hawaii from Carolina, if you will. Uh, the Teal Troubadours are tweeting at me in the show saying, TD, why are you not on the porch? Boys, like I tweeted at you, with love. But it's 35 or 32 and fallen. And uh, TD uh, has his limitations, but uh, it's it's a little chilly outside, boys. But uh, but but Joe's enjoying it. Speaking but of Joe's Billy, enjoying it, I have to ask this question, Joe. For this particular ballgame, if Coastal scores 50 points, is it a 50 burger or Hawaii 5 0? Oh, that's a great question, oh. TD. You're, you're so good at this kind of stuff. It's got to be Hawaii Five O. Yeah, if we put if we put Second a 50 question. spot on the board, it's got to be Hawaii Five O. Second 5-0. question: Is the Polynesian sauce at Chick Fil A better than the one you're getting in Hawaii right now? <laughs> we oh. ate at some place. We ate pokey at a pokey bar today. My wife and I ate at a pokey bar that was really good Polynesian food. Really good stuff. You know, but I hadn't hadn't hit a Chick Fil A yet, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, any anything you want to eat, you can find out here. Anything. I was, I, just great. I was prompted to ask that question, Joe. That wasn't mine. And, guys, I promise you guys and all of our listeners, I will not use any cheesy Hawaiian punch lines while we're doing this episode this evening. Oh, uh, sweet Hawaiian uh, roll uh, chili. I mean, God almighty. You know, I tell you what, it, you know, Joe, you'd be a real king if you could bring back some Hawaiian rolls to us. You know, mm. it's, um, you know. <laughs> I'll see what I can do, man. I'll tell you what, my duffel bag was as packed. It was jam-packed when I, you know, just to get it on the plane to get out here. I don't know how I'm going to get it back with the stuff that we're buying. So I'll I'll see what I can manage. Hey. So what's something you've seen so far that only you're going to be able to do while you're in Hawaii since you've been out there? Gosh, well, I, w- I would say I haven't. we haven't done it yet, but we're going to Pearl Harbor tomorrow. Uh, the team, I think, is doing that today. Obviously, that this is the only place that you can do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, and 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 you know, swimming in the Pacific. I did that yesterday. That was it was glorious. It was just it was so nice to be out there in that water, right? I mean, and then just seeing seeing what this place looks like. I mean, just seeing you know God's creation out here in the middle of the Pacific, out in the middle of nowhere, five thousand miles roughly away. You know, from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, it took us ten out ten plus hours to get here, but just an amazing, amazing scenery. You know, just the, topo- the topography is is just incredible here. Ne- I obviously never been here. First time I'd been, uh, first time I've been here, got to take you know the wife on the trip for our anniversary. So, just a lot of things that uh, that we'll, we will eventually, if we haven't done it yet, we will do that we will not have you know a chance to do back home. Joe, there's one thing that you can do at home, and that's visit Hanley's. 
That is exactly right. You know, if you're looking for some, if you can't be at the stadium on Saturday, if you can't make it to T.C. Ching Sports Complex there at the University of Hawaii on Saturday, what the next best thing you can do is go to Handley's Pub and enjoy this game. It's 1030 at night. Yeah, but hey, go to Handley's Pub, CCU Class of 2002, the official pub of the Strut Podcast located in Carolina Forest. It's a little bit of a drive here away from Sheraton Waikiki, but go to Carolina Forest. We will CCU. At your local pub, Hanley's in Carolina Forest, 3873 Renee Drive in Myrtle Beach, 843-903-4904. Hanley's, the official pub of the Strut Podcast. Nice. Hey, Joe, Chili, I got, I got to ask, though. I know we're, about, we're going to get into the uh, the San Jose stuff and the bowl stuff and the schematics and all that, you know, all the fun stuff, and then around the belt. We're going to go through all that. But if, if, if we can grant each other three minutes to honestly take in what's going on right now, We've passed our 100-episode mark on our last, you know, about a week or so ago. Um, we've got Tyler Thigpen, who's committed to come on after the new year to talk about the Hall of Fame piece. But think about where we are now. Our university is playing in the Hawaii Bowl, the Hawaii Bowl in Honolulu. Our guys, I was texting with uh, Perry Parks and, and a couple of the staff members. They're currently at Pearl Harbor taking in that memorial and what that – signifies to our nation's history and our freedoms and what we do and joe being military we've always talked a lot of that and he's going to go there tomorrow and i've seen the pictures so for me i just want to take in this moment as our fans see social media and they watch the game saturday night at 10 30 and we're currently on our podcast you know it's five hour difference and you know it's all fun joe's got diamond head over his back right shoulder but just take in for where this podcast started where it is where our program started to where we are you know, just history, you and I, Joe, being men that enjoy and appreciate historical moments. And sometimes you have to get past the historical moment to then go back and reflect on it. Rare the occasion do you get to reflect on it during while it's happening. But this is pretty special, man. I mean, this Hawaii Bowl is is a bowl. It's not one of the six or eight, you know, the fiestas or the sugar or whatever. But it's a bowl that is has a long reputation uh, in, the, in the bowl landscape if you will but right now we're doing this podcast from south carolina to hawaii our team's there joe i offer that all that up to tee it up to say if you can in, in your own right what has the last 24 hours been to 48 hours been if you will um just from experiencing hawaii not only as a tourist but but as a football historian as someone who's called our program for 20 years what is that what, what does that mean to you what do you think that means to the program right now Obviously, it's special TV. I mean, the last, and you really have to go back to when we, you know, when we took off out of Myrtle Beach. We, the plane was a little bit late getting out of there. I had to get it fueled. It was a seven seventy-seven. We had almost three hundred and eighty people on the flight, and of course, it'll be that way after the game too. It's a long one way. Well, it was a long nonstop to get out here, but once we got out here, it was like seven o'clock at night, and yeah, you know, we're all trying to get our internal clock straight, right? I mean, East time, East Coast time to Hawaii time is a five-hour difference, and we're trying to get all that right. But just to be here, I mean, you mentioned the fact that, you know, in, in terms of this being a, one of the bigger, quote, you know, bowl games that's always been on the college landscape, maybe not. But, I mean, where in the world would, you know, two, a couple of seven and five teams, where, where would you rather be? If you're going to a bowl game this year, where would you rather be? You know, no offense to anywhere else and no loca locations, wherever they may be you know, on the mainland. But holy cow, I mean, where else would you rather be than Hawaii? I mean, it's just an amazing experience. And I'm really happy for our kids to be able to come out here. And, you know, some of them would, would never, ever get the opportunity to do this. Never. You, know, you can get in a car and drive just about anywhere, you know, in the continental United States. But, I mean, you're not getting out here uh, <laughs> unless you're in a bird. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost you something. It's going to cost you time and money and whatnot to get out here. To, to just to see the beauty of this place and, and, you know, for coastal to be here uh, is, is, is pretty amazing how Matt Hogue and Dr. Benson, Michael Benson put kind of put, they were kind of spearheaded this to put this together. You know, when all the bowls were starting to kind of sort themselves out and teams and conferences were trying to get things figured out and some conferences didn't, you know, they couldn't fulfill all their bowl, uh, you know, all their bowl slots, which is why we got here. Right. I mean, this is an American conference bowl. They didn't have enough. And obviously the, Sunbelt had more than enough this year. And so it kind of we our guys took the lead on this thing and 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 here's where we are. So it's that's you know testament to our university, our athletics yeah. department to, to get us here and and have this experience for these kids. And like I said, you mentioned Pearl Harbor, that they're on that Pearl Harbor trip. 
you know, I, I think they, they're doing a water park if they haven't already done that. And, you know, some other tours and whatnot. You know, I, I got to go on a dinner cruise last night right out there behind me, you know, just off just off the, you know, out of, outside of Honolulu. My wife and I got a chance to do that. I mean, we're not going to have a chance to do that probably again for a long time. But uh, just for the team and the administrators and the coaches and everyone, the CAF members, you know, Kelly Moore did a great job of organizing the CAF piece of all of this. So, you know, and, and, and hats off to Brian Stiles, too. Got to mention him. And, you know, how, how a lot of people really pulled together to make this happen for this program. So I'm, just, I'm, I'm happy for everybody. It's been a great trip so far. You know, and I, it's, I think the historical piece, we're going to look back on this, hopefully when we get that W versus San Jose State. And, and a lot of folks don't know about San Jose State. I know Chile does a fantastic job from the, the school profile. But the one thing that I have an ask of, and, and Chile, Chile, yeah, you, you do do a great job. You do a fantastic job. Joe, I'll have a serious question though, and it's a very it's it, and it's a maintenance question. Very serious question. How many of our studies until Nation know that a lot of West Coast teams, and I believe the University of Hawaii, I could be wrong, but I Googled this. They have sports turf, but instead of using rubber pellets, they actually use a blend of coconut shell and some other fabricated material because they do not use ground up rubber can you confirm what the granules are on that field not tonight just by end of week all seriousness it's not somebody asked me that and i thought they were joking and i googled it there are a lot of west coast teams and i believe the university of hawaii and other very sandy universities that actually utilize a coconut fabric or or material granular blend for their turf fields, and it actually makes them a little slicker during other times. So if you TD, can find that you out. Were, when you were researching that, are, did you find out that the coconut shells are actually ground up, or did you, like, take a coconut, break it up, and throw it on the field? Or is that what, how that works? Or? They, they make a cocktail at the bar where Joe's oh, okay. at. They grind it up, ship it out back. No, all seriousness, I, I, thought, a, I thought a person in, who texted me was like, hey, did you know about this? And I was like, what's one of our listeners? I was like. Are you serious? He was like, dead serious. And I went, so I Googled it, and lo and behold, there are certain universities beginning to use a coconut granular blend because it it is, they believe, uh, more sustainable to I think, T.D., you got the text from somebody named Kurt Signetti's cell phone. Is that who you got that text from? I did not get Kurt Signetti's cell phone from Blooming, uh, Bloomington, Indiana, which, by the way, that tweet he put out, was such a dig at JMU. And you know what? Cheers to JMU fans and the guys that listen to this. Appreciate you doing our bowl pick them. But, man, we thought Jamie Chadwell going to our longtime rival Liberty was challenging to deal with. How about your head coach going to Indiana and having your roster guidebook or, Joe, what's it called? Um, like a media guy. Media guy. Media guy sitting on his desk. Oh, uh, that's hey, tough. That's tough. Hey, hey that's all tough. I know is Kurt, Kurt Signetti's cell phone right now is eight and one in the bowl pick. <laughs> well, hey, listen, Chili's Revenge on next. That? How Kurt Signetti's cell phone? I haven't even checked. Doing some good things. Chili's Revenge even, is seven and two. So I haven't even checked what uh what just TD's heads doing. Up on now. I'm going through that later on. I got some. Okay, uh, okay. We've got one person who's undefeated right now. Let's talk about San Jose State. They let's talk about the Mountain West Conference. They were founded. In 1857, they have a roughly estimated enrollment of 28,100. They have a good list of famous alumni. I'm going to have to tweet out like who had the best famous alumni over the course of this season. Guys, y'all going this is a good list too. I just like this kind of stuff anyway. Former baseball commissioner Peter Uberoth, Fleetwood Max Stevie Nicks, anthropologist Diane Fossey, the comedians, the Smothers Brothers, Joe, you're a big fan. Absolutely. Eating champion, Joey Chestnut, San Jose uh, State alum. Coaches love that guy. Bill Walsh, Dick Vermeil, both San Jose State people, as well as quarterbacks Steve DeBerg and Jeff Garcia. TD, their mascot's name is Sammy the Spartan, or they just call him Sammy Spartan for short. In 1887. They originally called this school the State Normal School out of San Jose. Their athletic teams didn't have a mascot initially. They were looking to, to identify the school. Most of the time when San Jose State played any kind of a sport, 
their logo had an SNS for state normal school. Most that was mostly football and basketball in that period. Publications called it the California State Normal School, stuff like that. So they're looking for a mascot, and we're going to fast forward to the year 1922. TD, you remember that? They're looking for mascots and names. It's a great so year. Here's really. their great list. Year. Here's their list, TD, Teal Nation, Strut Nation, of what the original ideas for mascots for San Jose State University are. They were originally going to be called either the Daniels, as in Jack Daniels, the teachers, the pedagogues, the normals, and the normal lights. The normal lights? The normal lights. Is that like normal and then you it's have diet like, normal? normal. Yes. Is that like Miller and the, is, is that like Bud and Bud Light or Miller yep. Miller lights? Is that like <laughs> interesting. interesting? Exactly. And so then they settled on the Spartan and then we have Sammy the Spartan. So there you go. Daniels, teachers, another word for teachers, pedagogues. Normals and normal lights. The guy, I guess, calls it state normal school. As far as the important football information goes, right now, guys, they sit at seven and five overall, six and two in the Mountain West. They've won six in a row. They are coming into this bowl game on fire. Yeah, they are. They made the trip already to Hawaii once to the place we're playing the bowl game in, and they beat Hawaii 35 nothing. If you haven't had the chance, Teal Nation, Strut Nation, TD, and Info Joe, who's coming to us. From Hawaii, I guess I should say Ajoha, San Jose uh, State Stadium, Hawaii. That's right. Their stadium has gone some interesting renovations. They kind of took out what we call the visitor side on the side that faces the press box. They replaced it with a patio and an athletic center. So you've got like this, I don't know, terrace-looking seating on one side of the stadium and regular bleachers on the other. They cut back their capacity to around twenty thousand when they did that. Um, they have given up this year on the ground 172.9 yards rushing, and they've given up 181 yards passing on the average per game. Guys, did you? I don't know if you checked this stat out, but I looked at some of their scores by quarter. They've scored exactly 400 points this year and given up 309, but in the first and third quarter, they are terrific. They gave up 37 total points in the first quarter this year, yeah. 63 in the third quarter. But in the second and fourth quarter, they gave up 107 and 102 points respectively. So maybe second and fourth quarter might be a time for us to kind of, you know, I guess do our thing. TD, you'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. They had the fifth best offense in the Mountain West. They had the second best defense in the Mountain West. Cordero is their passer, 2,558 yards. 19 touchdowns, four interceptions. He has been sacked 18 times this year. Robinson, leading rusher, 1,127 yards and 18 touchdowns. Nash, the leading receiver with 704 yards catching and eight touchdowns. Leading tackler is their linebacker, Parham, 94 tackles. Leading sack man is Trey Smith, defensive lineman. He's got five and a half sacks on the year. And Javion Cole, cornerback, he has three interceptions on the season for the Spartans. Guys, that is San Diego State. You know, Chili, thank you for that. Oh, Jose, baby. San, <laughs> San, San Jose State. San Jose State. Um, Joe, from the booth, I always like to start with you first. You know, one, because of what, you, you know, look, before we get into this, you have to acknowledge a couple things. One, we're not going to go too far into it, but to set Joe and I up, Chili, it's Game planning for this is different and unique. You have to acknowledge that the transfer portal has changed some of the dynamic of us offensive defensively, right? So we're not going to report who is or who is not playing. We know some of that, but we know who's not playing, right? And that does add some wrinkles to it. However, the schematics of what we're looking at, the data that we're looking at, overall is going to be there. But before we go to that, we, I want our listeners to understand that those dynamics have can impact how a game looks. And again, also before Joe and I get into it, where the teams left off in early December and where we are two to two, three weeks later, teams change, man. Teams change a lot. The dynamic changes. Some chemistry may be back to where it was almost preseason to coming out of camp. So you have to acknowledge that, right? So just be mindful of when we watch our team Saturday at 1030, it may look at times like our team and then may not look like our team. But, Joe, I, I want to tee that up. That was on my mind before you and I get started just because people may listen to this and 
Some of it may be off on Saturday, but I want them to understand why we may be delivering certain pieces of information in their package of what we think will happen when we deliver it. So, yeah, I mean, I'll just, you know, kind of reiterate a couple of points I've made on earlier podcasts as we kind of gave a little quick, you know, preview of San Jose State. I think they're the best team in the Mountain West at the end of the season. They won their last six ball games and they did it looking really good doing so. I mean, New Mexico 52 24, they beat down, they beat down a nationally ranked Fresno State team 42 to 18. November the 18th. They beat UNLV on the road who had won nine or has won nine games this season. They won that game at the, you know, that was the last game of the regular season. They beat them. Uh, like Chile said, Hawaii 35 nothing right out here on October the 18th. So they're back in familiar territory out here on the island. Uh, San Diego State, they beat them 24 13. And they did it primarily because they said, you know what? We're going to start running the ball. Chevin Cordero is a tremendous quarterback. He's thrown for over 2,500 yards this season and 19 scores. But they decided they're going to take those two running backs, Kyrie Robinson and Quali Conley, and say they, they just said, you know what, we're going to we're going to give you guys a, a heavy dose of these guys. They rushed for 122 yards a game in their first six, 242 a game in their last six. Passing attempts went down from 36 in the first six to 22 per game in the last half dozen. So, you know, they they really had almost a personality, total personality change offensively, and they went six and zero doing so. Another big stat that jumps out at you, plus 13 in turnover margin. Plus 13. Think about that for a second. That's 13 more possessions that they've been able to take away from their opponents. You know, and I think that that ranks them. Where are they? Are they that, is, that is number four in FBS. Red zone defense, the only team that's worse in the country. This might be something to take a look at on Saturday and keep an eye on. They are 129th go. in the country in red zone defense. If you get in the red zone against them, they're liable to give up touchdowns just about every time. Only Kansas is worse than San Jose State, but still they play a pretty good brand of defense. Talking with Coach Beck, you know, they're pretty simple in what they do. Their, their schemes and concepts are not overly complicated. They remind them more of Marshall on defense than anybody else. In fact, I mean, we're just talking about that today at practice. You know, so, you know, that, that's just kind of my look at these guys. Again, this is going to be a difficult challenge. Their defensive front, very, very good, very stout. We're going to have to take advantage of scoring opportunities when they present themselves. You know, that's something we just didn't do in the last couple of ball games against Army, James Madison. We had chances to score both sides of the ball, really. You know, we're going to have to take advantage of opportunities because, again, this I think this is the best team, even though they didn't make the conference championship game because that screwy tiebreaker, I think this was the best team in the Mountain West at the end of the year. Hopefully we get off to a good start. We gain some momentum early in the game, which we you know, we didn't do against JMU. We had chances. We get off to a quick start. We go for the jugular. We you know, we we attack the we attack these guys. We play to win the game, right? You know, I know old Herman Edwards, right? You play to win the game. It sounds sounds you know kind of trite, but it's so true. You attack these guys. We're not playing tentatively. You know, coach was talking about this this morning. We had a conversation about it. We attack these guys. We go after them, make some things happen, and let's see. You know. Could be a fun night for the shots. Healy, Joe, y'all, you know, you, you've highlighted players, you've highlighted dynamic, you've highlighted approach. I'm just going to add to it. Normally I come in with a whole bunch of schematics and we got to run this from that. Here's where it's at. First and third quarters, Chili, you, you you both took a lot of the thunder, but I'm glad you did because ultimately I can highlight it so we can get some other things. But first and third quarter, can we equally match them in the first and third quarter? What's Joe – Chili, what does is, what is Coach Beck talk about? Winning those fours, right? The first four coming out, the four right before halftime, the four right out of halftime, and the last four of the game. They're winning those. San Jose, State, San Jose State has been winning those this year, especially in the last six games of the year, where they absolutely went on a tear. They went to the ground and pound game. Cordero has been efficient with the ball. The one thing, though, the one thing that we can do defensively, here's where it's at. If we can get pressure on them – to create TFLs. Doesn't matter if it's a quarterback, running back. Put them in third and seven situations. TD, this is pretty common sense football. Yeah, but for this team, Chile, you took away a, a data point that I was data doesn't lie, but it can be misdeceiving, right? In this scenario, it's not misdeceiving. It's exactly what it is, right? Mahalo, so, TD. Mahalo. 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 
Now, Dr. Benson was talking about that in the terminal before we left on Monday. <laughs> what did he say? I, I got to ask. What did he say? Exactly what you just said because we're talking about this. Friend. He said, I love it when TD says misdeceiving. <laughs> so there you go. Into a presentation at school yet. He's got to have like some kind of thing where he's got the big charts. He's that's going to be, oh, that's gonna be in his, it'll, it'll be in his next book. It, it'll be it's his next book, I'll bet you. Data doesn't lie, but it can be misdeceiving. So to your point, Chili, is they've given up a lot of sacks, right? And, Joe, they're bad in the red zone. So these two correlate. So you've got to get them in third and seven, 38. With well, T, that's everybody. Yeah, but there are a lot of teams that actually convert a lot of third and sevens, third and eight, thirds and third and nines, if you will, right? And they're efficient at that. They're just efficient on third down or fourth down or convertible downs. San Jose State, though, when you get them in passing situations, not even obvious passing situations, but passing situations – they become extremely susceptible to the sack or TFL in general because they try to they have to do something that has not been successful for them the last five or six games, right? And Joe, to your point, put them in a position to be in a three-way tie for the Mountain West Conference. That is run and pound the ball between the tackles. They've got a lot of speed at the corner. They're going to do some flash screens. They're going to run some intermediate passes. They're going to try to go long. They're going to do, there's nothing that they're going to do. Coach Beck saying they look a lot like Marshall at times. Defensively is interesting because they do. They also can have they're very spurty on offense, like a Georgia State was, right? How Georgia State was early in the year, they had a ground and pound game, and then they went up top. That's a lot what San Jose State's going to try to do as well. Um, for us, we got to win the first four minutes out, control the controllables, which is our emotions and our mental capacity to understand where we are that, yes, we're on vacation, but we have an opportunity, right? Right? We have an opportunity to finish 8-5 and five with a bowl championship off of a solid recruiting class, which we're going to touch on later. Those are the things that we have to build on. It does matter. Two, we're playing equally, you know, arguably the third or, in our humble opinion, probably one of the, the top team in the Mountain West Conference, which finished this year probably in the top. Joe, what do you say, Chili? Top 50, top 60 team in the country, the way they finished, not their record, but the way they finished and who they beat and where they beat them out. The other piece of this is San Jose State, they're look, they've been to Hawaii this year. They've played on the coconut turf, right? They understand what that feels like and looks like. They've done this travel. This is not new to them. Nothing's going to surprise them about the weather, the turf, the team. It doesn't matter. However, can we control the controls offensively? Control the game with our running game. I understand we had some guys at the portal. I understand we had some guys from our receiving core at the portal. We've got six quality kids who have got us to this point, who understand the task at hand. Sam Pinckney is a leader in that room. He understands how to rally kids. This is not his first go-around in a situation like this, right? Offensively, pound it, convert downs, red zone. Do something that we need to do more of that we did not do a whole lot of earlier in the year that we got better at later in the year. Convert third downs and convert red zone attempts. Not with three, but with six, right? That's the key there. Also, too, there's going to be one or two special teams plays in this game, be it a blocked extra point field goal, uh, a muffed punt, something like that's going to happen. It's happened in every bowl game, and I'm ended with this, gentlemen. There's going to be a special teams play that's going to flip this game momentarily is it going to be for the better or for the worse in the moment for CCU or San Jose State, right? That's the key. So offense, ground and pound, convert third and convert red zone attempts. Off and defensively, keep them first, a first and third quarter. Get them behind the chains in the first and third quarter so it makes the second and fourth quarter. They have to get out of the construct and dynamic of what has built success for them the last six games. And when the opportunity presents itself with special teams, can we make a big play on special teams and not let the big play happen to us? Speaking of ground and special teams, Joe and TD, if you're looking to purchase some ground and maybe you need to call up this special team over at Dan Sign Realty, he's a class of 2001. Dan Sign at Dunes Realty Sales is real estate done right. 121, 128, excuse me, Atlantic Avenue in Merle's Inlet, dansignrealtor.com. You can call toll free 888 888- 889-9312. That covers a lot of ground, Joe, and there's a lot of ground between you and I as well. So I'm just trying to work in every single real estate, ground, whatever I can work in because 
since we've gone to the whole self segue thing on this show, I think I'm having a little more creativity and I, I'm kind of enjoying the freedom. I'll be honest with you. I, absolutely. I, I get all that. And I may have to move here pretty soon because they're about, they're about to open up for dinner. So I may have to sign off for you nah, guys. Joe, little, tell, tell, tell them to come on in, man. A little, a little bit. It might get a little bit loud in here. They, I, That's I, all right. I, I'll, I'll hang on as long as I can, but uh, you know, they're, they're about to open. I think we have about how, how long do we have left on this? Uh, we have about 25 minutes left. So hopefully 20, 30 minutes, can, maybe I, I 20, 30 minutes. On this. So what, what's our, what, 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 what are we moving on to here? Steve? We're going to move I mean, on to uh, around the belt real quick, kind of talk about what's happened just real quick so far as far as Sun Belt teams go. Look ahead to what's coming up. There's a lot of games happening on Saturday in addition to ours. And then we can move on to looking at recruiting stuff and some basketball stuff and wrap the show up. Um, starting off in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Georgia Southern fell to Ohio 41-21. In New Orleans, Jacksonville State defeated Louisiana 34-31 in OT. Great ball game. There, by the way, in the Cure Bowl, App State wins 13 to 9 in a quagmire in Orlando. If you watch that game, it was a total mess. Mercy, it was something. In the Bahamas Bowl that was played in Charlotte, now it was famous toastery. Is that what it was? I'm sorry. Bermuda, Bahama, right. come And now Joe's in Hawaii. There's a theme happening here. Western fame, Kentucky. Fame, it, was, it was famous toastery, and it was the yeah. massive, massive choke job I ultimately Massive. Yes. 38-35 Western Kentucky in overtime. Yesterday on the 19th, UTSA defeated Marshall out in Frisco, 35-17. Coming up on Saturday is we got a lot of ball games. It was one Friday, but it's not uh, Sun Belt. Saturday we got Troy versus Duke in the Birmingham Bowl, the Camellia Bowl, Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. JMU versus Air Force, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Georgia State, Utah State, the 68 Utah. Ventures Bowl, Utah, U Utah. the 68 Ventures Bowl, South Alabama, Eastern Michigan, and then the last one of the day for the Sun Belt will be the good guys against San Jose State. So if you are in the bowl pool, guys, and I know both of you are, um, I want to point this out. We have 107 people in the bowl pick them. There Dude, that's are awesome, people, by the way. That's two awesome, people, by the way. Joe and TD, two are 9-0 and o at this point. We've got one person whose logo or pick set is called is just three exclamation marks, and the other person who's undefeated, TD, is your favorite person, Alaskan Sean. You called that person out Dude, last episode. Alaskan Sean is 9-0. A nine, I'm seven and two. I'm seven and two. Joe, what are you? Joe, what do you say Joe was? I, I, I'm six and three right now. I'm oh, seven Joe. and three. So I'm Joe, Joe, you're seven and two, Tilly? Yep. Joe, how's that look to be in the rear view looking out your window? <laughs> Man, we got a long way to go, T. You're not going to make the BCS. Way to go. <laughs> Joe. Um, all, all I know is Kurt Signetti's cell phone is eight and one right now. That's hilarious, by the way. Isn't that, that hilarious? Is, that is, hilarious, is that the same though. cell phone that was on his desk when he tweeted that picture out with the JMU? I think it is the same one he took to Utah State and showed the officials out there. <laughs> Maybe he should use coastal marketing, Joe. What do you think about that? Hey, oh, is it time for coastal marketing? Do I need to get that in real quick? Real quick, about coastal we'll marketing? Some other stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, since we're talking about cell phones, we're marketing. How about coastal marketing? When you think coastal marketing, think Bob Baldwin, CCU, class of 2011, when you think coastal marketing needs, think coastal marketing. Go see Bob Baldwin, coastal marketing. That's your official merchandise supporter of the Strut Podcast, 475 Sandy Lane, Suite A, Surfside Beach, 29575. You can call coastal marketing, 843-349-4848. You can see them on the web at www.coastalmarketinggraphics.com. Perfect. Uh, real quick, as far as basketball stuff go, I was in attendance Monday night at the College of Charleston. Guys, I, mean, I thought back to Coach Moss and his time he spent with us on the strut last week. And every single thing that Coach Moss said he was going to do when he took over the program, I witnessed him do it Monday night. One thing that stood out to me was uh, multiple defenses standing up, fighting for our guys. And, I mean, Coach Moss was three and four feet off the sideline on the court at any given moment during game play, mind you, talking to officials, encouraging our players. I was happy with the effort. We didn't play too well to, in the middle of the game, kind of dug ourselves a hole, but then fought back. It was to the point where Coach Kelsey 
from the College of Charleston was going was fouling us because we had chances to hit threes near the end of the game. We've got some guys coming off the bench that are playing a lot more minutes in the CFC game, some ones I hadn't really seen play a whole heck of a lot until College of Charleston's game. So they dropped the Wofford game 88-80. They were three points away from defeating the College of Charleston and uh, was he 84-81. So, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged. They take the court again tomorrow. Today's Wednesday the 20th. They play tomorrow the 21st at home against North Carolina A&T. The ladies tonight played against UT Chattanooga in the first game in their tournament they're in up in uh, Cherokee. They got North that Carolina. W, baby. Let's they go. defeated UTC 53-49. So they get the winner of either Richmond or Michigan State in the next game in that Invitational up in Cherokee. So, ladies, good job. The ladies, by the way, they are now at 6-6 six and six on the season after that win tonight. So they, Come on, when, when do they play them, Chili? I think Who, tomorrow. So, you, are you telling me we could play the Michigan State Spartans? Yes. Tomorrow. That is correct. And then we could play the San Jose State Spartans on Saturday? You are on fire. Mm, let's go 2-0 and o versus the Spartans, baby. Let's go. And TD, since um, I know Joe's in a beautiful place there in Hawaii, I'm sure there's a lot of golf opportunities out in let me, Hawaii. Let me tell you Isn't something. Honolulu and Diamond oh. Head may look beautiful because they are, and they may have fantastic golf, but they don't have the golf that Myrtle Beach Family Golf can offer you here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You think that the, the rugs they have out there on those – Surfaces are great. You hadn't seen the rugs like a good mullet at Myrtle Beach Family Golf, right? You know what I'm saying? Penny Powers, right? Penny Powers may have a rival, you know, rug to what Myrtle Beach Family Golf has. It's a it's operated by coastal alumni. And we look, we've got a number of locations. You can try your talents out. You can try our talents out at either Jungle Safari, Jurassic Golf, Shipwreck Island, which would go very appropriate for Hawaii, by the way, Cane Patch Driving Range, and Captain Hook's Adventure Golf. Again, operated and managed by Coastal Alumni. Myrtle Beach Family Golf. Golf fun for everyone, right? Bring your family, your mother, your mullet, come shirtless, in a bathing suit. Whatever suits you, you should do whatever you want. Shirtless with bathing suits at Myrtle Beach Family Golf. They'll appreciate it. Just look. Tip the cart, ladies, right? Just tip the lady at the front. Make, I got a question. I got a great question, though. This I've wanted to ask this all year, and I finally got the moment. Are you still when doing you the go commercial, put, or are you done I'm with still, that? I'm, I'm doing the commercial, but I, this is this is part of the commercial. Okay. Joe, Chili, you cannot have a teal putt-putt ball, but if you go putt-putt, what is your non-teal favorite colored putt-putt ball? You're asking us? Asking. I've never even really thought about it, to be honest with you, Chili. I mean, maybe, I don't know, yellow perhaps. I don't know. I've never, never really given that a whole lot of thought. To be honest I have two. If I can oh. find a red one, I go red because it's my high school colors. Or, Joe, I go with a light blue color, and you know why I go with light blue. Uh, I would know exactly why you go with light blue. I go exactly. with either either uh, hunter orange, like that, like, like fluorescent orange, or I go that highlighter yellow. Because okay. you know why? When I beat my wife every time at putt-putt almost, oh. I want her to see that ball go in the hole every time, baby. That stat line is ever-changing. That stat line is ever-changing. Let me tell you something. We, the Danley household takes coastal athletic series, but we take bowling and putt-putt right up there with the sanctity of marriage. You don't mess around with putt-putt and bowling. So we only had, speaking of that, we only had one poll this week, and it was just asking our people who took part in the bowl challenge how they felt like their pick set did. And most of the people with 42% said, not bad. Uh, we had 30% going meh, 21% said heck yeah, and then 6% said thumbs down. That might have been one of yours, Joe. Um, I do want to ask TD a quick question. TD, can please, you tell please. me the last place you went shopping? Is that this can be online or physical store or whatever. Is this a segue? Am I supposed to segue into something here? No, no, I'm just messing with you. What's the last place you went shopping? Uh, I, I tell you exactly where I went shopping. Teal Nation right. Store downtown Conway. All right, what's the last thing you ate? I ate a gingerbread, man, about an hour ago. All right, put the store together. The last thing you ate, that's your bowl game. There's Mrs. Info. The Teal Nation gingerbread bowl? 
That's Mrs. Nexus right there. Mrs. Nexus right there. Mrs. Yep. Nexus right there. So it's the Teal Nation Gingerbread Bowl. Yeah. I like it. I like That's it. Hey, chili. Bowl game. chili. Joe, I got a great poll question. The group of five guys put out a poll question that said, are you pulling for Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl? Currently right now, it's like trending at like 78%. Hell no. <laughs> Can we please tweet that out going, Teal Nation, are you pulling for uh, Liberty or Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl? And I, I just – I know what the answer is going to be. I just want to hear it and see it. See, my mine would be the Lululemon Cheesecake Factory Bowl. The Lululemon Cheesecake Factory Bowl. Lululemon Cheesecake Factory. That's Chili the last two yours. places we went today. Chili mine is the Etsy Pasta Bowl. Oh, okay. Chili got tightened up. No, I'm good. I, I admit <laughs> that. I'm fine with that. Hey, I two, am totally fine with that. Can we do two poll questions in? One, Liberty versus Oregon, and tag the group of five guys in because that would be funny. Yeah. But also – uh, name your bowl game and do that thing. Hey, say Teal Nation, Strut Nation. Name your the last thing you ate and the last place you shopped, and then let let it ride, man. Let it ride. So we got one last thing to talk about, which is recruiting. I'm gonna go ahead and hit Impact Chiropractic, and we can kind of land with some recruiting information if that's okay with you guys. You, you mean like how impactful this recruitment class is gonna be? And you know what, Joe, you haven't complained once about any body aches since you've been in Hawaii. So you obviously have been to see Dr. David Turner, Coastal Class of '97 of Impact Chiropractic. He's been practicing in Conway, not in Hawaii, for 20 years. Dr. Turner believes in a proactive, wellness-based approach to achieving optimal health and function for the entire family. At Impact Chiropractic, we work hard to grow healthy kids rather than fix damaged adults. 210 Singleton Ridge Road in Conway, impactchiro.com, 843-347-9103. Today was a big day for our coastal football family. We grew a little bit today, guys. So, I mean, you guys are more into the recruiting and knowing those guys that are coming in, what their, I guess, ratings and whatnot are. So if you guys want to take the last couple of minutes of the show, kind of hit some highlights of the recruiting class, that might be a good place to stop as we head into the uh, ball game Saturday. Joe, I'd give you, I'm going to give you because you're out there, man, but I, I, I've got two or three that I'm, I'm super – I mean, I'm excited about all of them, but there's two or three kids I'm real excited about. But go ahead, Joe. I, I'm going to dig more into this for next week's podcast because obviously being out here and – you know, they, they, these guys were up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Our coaches were, you know, locking these guys in and getting the NLIs and all that kind of stuff secured. I mean, we, we signed 19 today. Uh, the group features signees from 10 states, including three from North Carolina, three from Georgia, two from South Carolina, and generally is regarded as one of the best Sunbelt uh, Sun recruiting classes uh, that, that has been signed so far. So, I mean, I know Coach Beck had some comments he made today about it. I really haven't had an opportunity to listen to that, but I'm going to dig more into these signees uh, as, as we go into into next week's show because I want to do a little more homework on it. Uh, one, one guy I truly am. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about all these guys, honestly. But uh, as I'm scrolling through the names, it'll hit me right here. The, the quarterback from the bowl school, I, now, I'm, real, I'm really kind of high on this, this youngster right here, three-star recruit. By on three, 24-7 ESPN and rivals, rated the number 25 best quarterback in the class 24 by ESPN. I mean, youngster by the name of DJ Moore. But, uh, yeah, really excited about him. And certainly all of these signees. And, again, I'm going to dig more into this and better prepare uh, once I get back to the mainland and back yeah. on schedule and whatnot for next week's show. So, 19 guys, great to have them. Hey, you a couple you wanted to talk about, right? I did. Hey. Look, we, the one thing that Coastal always gets hammered about is keeping in-state talent in-state, and especially at Coastal. So I just want to just highlight one or two of them, Joe, chill if I can. Julius Tate, offensive lineman, 6'4", 315, Greenville High School, Greenville, South Carolina. Reign is a three-star recruit by On3247 ESPN Rivals, the ninth, the ninth best prospect out of this state. We got, for the first time, one of the top 10 prospects out of this state. Right, He's tabbed as the 13th best prospect in the class of 2024, 2022nd uh, 20 best prospect out of the class 24, based on ESPN, on three, so forth, so forth. But here's who he was recruited by. He was recruited by Northwestern, which means he's a damn smart kid. Right, Marshall, UNLV, App State, Army, Central Michigan, Georgia State, JMU, Liberty, Old Dominion. Right? Okay. Why does that matter? Those are regional rival schools that we're competing against, and we got that kid. That's the other. That's one. 
The other kid was, I'm scrolling down, I'm scrolling down. DB, there was a D. Also, by the way, I'm a little partial. I'm a little partial. A little partial to some uh, receivers. But the uh, the Jalen Harris kid, he's from North Carolina, right? He's from the Carolinas. 6'3", 195, national three-star by all the you know syndications and whatnot. He's one of the top 50 recruits out of state North Carolina, which let, let, let it sink in. There's only about four or five million people, I think, total in all of South Carolina, maybe. I may be wrong with that. But there's twice as many people in North Carolina. So for him to be a top 50 kid in North Carolina, that's awesome. But here's a piece. He was recruited by us, Liberty, Maryland, JMU, Georgia State, Old Dominion, App State, okay? Why does that matter? Again, winning those regional battles. And this was one of the early kids that Coach Beck and them, Joe, you correct if I'm wrong, this is one of those kids that Coach Beck and them last year when he was a soft commit, they made sure they held tight on him because he is a game changer potentially for us in the receiving core. And, you know, it, I, I can go, I'm like, Joe, I can go on and on. There's a couple here. It's not a very large recruiting class. However, this does, what you see via social media does not account for the transfer portal kids. They don't talk about that until after. That's why Joe wants to weigh. I do too, Joe. And uh, Chill, you do is because after the new year, once the season is completed, we can officially talk about those kids, right? The kids that we've highlighted. But the recruiting class is not as large, but it's the third ranked currently recruiting class in the Sun Belt, only behind App State and Southern Miss, right? I'm excited about this class because it absolutely touches on a number of areas that we needed to hit. I mean, when you're talking about offensive linemen that are 6'5", 270, and they're national three-star recruits at North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. That, that's Those are the areas that we need to hit, man. That's awesome. So, well, I digress, but next time, Joe, I'm with you. I look forward to talking about this recruiting class on the other side of the new year. TD, South Carolina population is 5.1 million. North Carolina's population is 10.4 million. So, I was right. So, it's about four or five million. Exactly and double, yeah. Yeah, so double. That's that's why it matters. Let that sit in, though. Let that sink in, y'all. Is they have twice the population. So if you're a top fifty kid in this state versus that state, it's not a devaluing of our kids. There's just more kids though that they're ranking. Again, it's not a devaluing, but to be in the top ten from our state and to finally get one of those kids, Joe. I look back the last five or ten years. I don't recall us ever getting a top ten kid by all three recruiting agencies. In South Carolina, that's the first time we've ever gotten a top 10 kid in our own state, which is pretty significant, man. It's an O-lineman, right? That's a big – it pays dividends. He comes here, he does well, it opens up doors for us to go back to that area and get another kid. Joe, if we're going to listen to you and maybe watch Strut Style, tell us about the radio broadcast because I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear you say this because when you say that radio broadcast and identify all that stuff, that's when I get game ready when we do these podcasts. When you announce it, that's when I'm like, okay, now it's time to play football. So go ahead, Joe. What you got? Uh, well, we've got a couple of broadcasts to talk about since this is going to drop on a Thursday, I'm assuming. On Friday night, this Friday night before the game, game eve, we've got a Radio Bowl special that will air at 8.30 Eastern, 8.30 to 9.30. We're going to be live at the hotel. We've got a number of guests already lined up. We wanted to wait kind of towards the end of the week to let these guys have the bowl experience. We want to talk to these guys about some of the stuff, right, about what they've done this week, what this means to them to be out here, the memories that they've made, and also get a preview of what they're, you know, they're going to be looking at on Saturday. So 8.30 to 9.30 this coming Saturday, or this coming Friday night, rather, we'll have a radio bowl special on WRNN, Hot Talk 99.5. That is our flagship, of course, 8.30 again, 8.30 to 9.30. And then our game broadcast for the bowl game, for the uh, Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, will be at Nine o'clock Eastern for the ten thirty kickoff. Hot Talk ninety nine five. Our tailgate show again starts at nine o'clock. Kickoff at ten thirty. Uh, can't wait for that. Uh, Joe Katz, Chris Bergen will lead it in. Uh, they're out and about somewhere on the island right now. And then Lane and I will come in about twenty minutes before kick, and it'll be San Jose State against Coastal Carolina. So looking forward to that. Tune us in. Watch us on TV. But tune us in. If you're looking for that last-minute gift idea for your strut fan in your household, zazzle.com/slash/the-strut/slash/store is a place you can customize anything you want that Zazzle offers that you can put a strut logo on. You can customize it however you want to. That's the Zazzle store. We've had it open for a while. And guys, we've had a lot of good sales on that. So people are getting their struts, merchandise. TD, tell us about the hats. How are we going to get a hat if we want to get a new hat? The ghost digital hat. Joe's got the black one. Joe, is Little Nexus close by too? Oh, God almighty, dude. Look at this. Hey, 
Uh, Tegan Brown will be out there cover for WF. Her and Ack are out there. Uh, Ack, if you're listening to this podcast, when you fly out tomorrow, uh, brother, you're five and four in the uh, in the bowl pick. I'm gonna need you to tighten those numbers up, Chief. Gonna need you to tighten those numbers up. Ed Piotrowski and uh, and um, Doc. Look, I, I can't. I don't know what y'all are tagged under, but your boy TD is seven and two. Gonna need to pump those numbers up. Till Troubadours, let's go, boys. Pump those numbers up. Sean Show, pump those numbers up. Gonna need y'all to tighten up. Joe, Joe's wearing the black hat right now. I'm wearing the new Ghost Digital. Look, when you think Christmas, celebrate it for the right reason. But oh, Chili's got the Heather Gray. Joe's got the uh, the black one. We're gonna call that. We're gonna call that. This has got to be the trifecta. This has got to be the trifecta right here. I've got the Ghost Digital. Chili's got the Heather Gray. Joe's got the black one right there. You know, look, Ghost Digital, thank you, Bob Baldwin, for doing that. We are going to get some ladies' hats this spring. I have heard from the ladies. Ladies, I understand the men love the Richardson hats. Women want more of like a runner's hat. That's more of that different fabric. Bob Baldwin and I are going to talk. We're going to do something. We're going to do something for the ladies, and uh, we're real excited for that. But, um, look, Strutty Nation, Teal Nation, shoot me a text, call, or email. We'll get you, we'll get you a hat. Um, TNT podcast is a listener and follower of the show. Chili, thank you for reaching out. We're going to get you a hat, brother, and uh, we appreciate all you do. Uh, we're down to the last few minutes. Uh, Joe, hey, I hey, think I, hey, call this one hail the hail to the shots hat. What about that right. one, huh? Well, how I about like wait, a minute. wait a minute? Well, uh, what, yeah. what do you think about uh, that? I like that for a hey, for Ma Bennett when we wore the black hats, we wore the, the black logos. uniforms. That's, That's right. So we got the hail to the shots. We got the ghost digital, and we've got ball at the beach. Heather Gray. I feel like Joe, a is that a right model? Look, Joe. Joe, Joe is that? Hey, Rob Roddy, talking about the in the uh, inventory while I, while I model it for you. And look, if you're anywhere near Conway at ten o'clock, ten thirty on Saturday night, I know it's Christmas Eve, Eve, or like the seventh night of Hanukkah. I'm not being sacrilegious. I'm being funny, but. If it's like the last night of Hanukkah, come on by. Look, 901 Collins Street, downtown Conway. I'll be watching it strut style under the carport. If you happen to be coming by, look, it's BYOB. The game's on. I'll probably have something grilling out there. You're welcome to come by, bring eggnog, and uh, enjoy it. But uh, Joe from Conway, from, from Charleston, from the greater Charleston area, out to Honolulu, Hawaii, brother. We love you. Uh, Y'all have a great time. Tell everybody we uh, say go shots and uh, send us off, man. Send us off. Absolutely. Let's get a big shots up and the shots. Beat San Jose State. Go shots. Shots up.